0: Breathe. J'ai Good morning, church. Welcome. Come on, let's stand. We're gonna get it ready to worship right now. Uh, right now, God, we're just asking for you to just come and just fill this place, God. Come and move. Come and do whatever you want this morning, God. We worship you and we give you all the praise. you Jesus. We give you praise.
1: I had this vision of right here in the seam of the church. There was like this cloud of glory starting to pour through on one side. And then on the other side, it was almost like green goo. It was just pure evil. And I felt the Lord say that there is a war going on in the heavenlies for your soul. And I don't know if it's one person or more than one person, but there is a war going on in the heavenlies for your soul. And you just need to release yourself this morning. You need to lift your hands. And you need to understand that God already sees the things that you think are so hidden in your heart. God wants to set us free this morning. And the last thing I heard the Lord say is, I'm God, and I'm going to win. Amen.
2: I just want to encourage you this morning all across the room. Lift your hands and worship God. Push through and worship God this morning. It's, it's easy to worship God when things are good, but... We're called to worship God, whether things are good or whether things are bad. And when we worship God, when things are bad, that's when pearls are created in our life. When we worship God in the midst of frustration, in the midst of aggravation, in the midst of that thorn in the flesh, when we worship there, it creates beauty in our life. It creates the pearl in our life. So come on, let us praise God for who he is in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your circumstance. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, and let's worship him as such, come on.
1: of miracles. This is a house where anything is possible. This is a house that anything can happen. God, we just thank you for your suddenlies. God, because you are a God of impossibility. You make those things that are so they seem so huge in our lives possible. You are the God. This is a house of miracles. This is a house where people are set free. This morning as I was worshiping, I just kept sensing, um, I I kept seeing these like small flames, like flames that have been around for a long time. And I just kept hearing, these are my holy ones. These are the ones that have been holding out for me. And that they, I just kind of started seeing this waterfall. And I just believe that it's for those. and And again, it's those holy ones, those that have been just persevering through years years and they've been doing it and they've been holding on to the word they've been holding on to the promises and that this waterfall just started coming and it wasn't just water it was oil it was oil for those flames and I just started seeing those flames getting bigger and bigger and the Lord says I have seen you you have persevered be through me it is going to be me i am going to fuel you it will not be out of your own hands it will not be out of your own working or your own striving it will be by me attach yourself to him we just thank you for that god we thank you right now that those that you are just refreshing receive that oil this morning his yoke is easy his oil is so amazing it transforms We thank you for that, God. We thank you for your presence this morning and what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do through today's message and even through the weeks and the months to come, God. We give you the glory. You are a God who builds your church and we are your vessels. Send us where you want us to go. Let us heed ourselves to your hearing, to your word, to your going, God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. I just want to add on to that, uh, that there's some of you here today that you've been, you've been playing church for a while. You, you go through the motions, you show up once in a while and whatnot and whatever, but God is, God is putting his finger on you today and he's calling you out because he wants you to be part of what's going on. Actually, you have the gift that's necessary to propel the church into the next, to the next season. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been doing it, uh, whether whether you've been in it, out of it, over it, around it, whatever. If you're here, you know who you are. God's calling you to plug in in a more serious way. Plug in in a more serious way. I don't know what it means. Uh, And if if this isn't your church, then that's fine. Go and plug into your church. But plug in. it, It only works when we're all connected. It only works. Guys, it only works when we're all connected amen 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 glory to God well welcome to redeeming love we're so happy that you guys are all here I'm Pastor Matt I'm lead pastor here at redeeming love Uh, thank you to all of you guys who came to came to see my friend Chris speak today love Chris Uh, he was pastor here when I first got saved Chris is the founding pastor of this church and he'll be bringing the message later today here at redeeming love we have a vision to engage God engage church and engage culture We purpose to connect with God in a deep and meaningful way, to connect with one another here at church in an awesome way, and then connect with the world around us so that we can bring Jesus to those who need them, amen? It's pretty simple, it's the Great Commission, that's our vision. We believe that this is what God has called us to, and this is what we do. And so everything we do falls underneath that banner. If when you came in, you were handed an Engage card, that little card looks something like this, so if you if you uh, if you have that in your hand, I want to encourage you to fill that out. If you're a first-time guest with us today, I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret. That's right. Shh, it's a secret. I'm going to let everybody in on a little secret. First-time guests get a five-dollar gift certificate to the the best coffee shop on the planet. That's right. That's right. So if you're a first-time guest. Put down your name and address. Check that first time guest box. You're gonna get a $5 gift certificate to the best coffee shop on the planet. It just happens to be in our neighborhood. It just happens to be like a block away. Uh, But come on, we, we love first time guests, so happy you're here. Take just a minute, fill this Engage card out. If you're watching with us online, you can fill out the Engage card online, fill out all the front. Prayer and praise requests on the back. We have prayer leaders our elders uh, see these prayer requests every single week so you know people have a tendency to want to tell me hey pastor can you please pray for me for this or for that listen I want to ask you put it on your engage card I pray over the what's on this list at least twice a week and I know all the elders hit it too and so that's like 15 to 20 prayers rather than just my one prayer so put prayer and praise requests on the card any praise requests God's doing awesome things guys we've seen seven people saved in the last month no 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 church didn't hear me because there's more rejoicing in heaven over just one soul and i said we've had seven in the past month that's right yeah standing ovations right yeah come on we celebrate the good stuff amen amen uh we'll fill out fill out that engaged card we'll collect them at the end (laughs) hey today's communion sunday you were handed a little communion cup when you came in for those of us watching online Uh, Be sure to grab some crackers and juice so you can have communion with us at home. Communion Sunday, you know what that means. The first Wednesday following Communion Sunday is Holy Holy Spirit Encounter Night. We endeavor to welcome, listen to, and move with the Holy Spirit. And I say this it's about thinking you hear the Holy Spirit and then getting out of the boat. And if you sink and get wet, we'll clap anyways because that's what family does. I'd rather have you moving in the wrong direction than not moving at all all right uh, next sunday we'll have charlie sweet with us if you've never experienced charlie sweet's ministry he flows in prophetic ministry and words of knowledge so the two are tied together really fantastic uh if you've never seen him come on out if you have seen him and you want more of them come on out uh summer engage groups launch this week on the back of your engage card there's there's boxes numbered one through ten And then there's a corresponding Engage Group sheet. Engage Groups are small groups, and this is the way uh, that we disciple here at Redeeming Love. This is discipleship at Redeeming Love. It's called Engage Groups, and so sign up for these. Couple Engage Groups that I wanna highlight. Number three, Poverty, Wealth, and Riches. Poverty, Wealth, and Riches is a book written by Chris Vallotton, and this seeks to break the poverty mindset over people. How many of you know that that rich people and poor people think differently about money okay so we don't want to think like poor people but we don't want to think like rich people either we want to think like kingdom people and so this is going to teach you it's going to break off that poverty mindset and it's going to cause you to think about money like the kingdom thinks about money like God thinks about money amen that's a good one man if I didn't have a group on Monday night I'd be in that (laughs) number four uh, names of Jehovah in the Old Testament pastor Steve is going to be leading this I love the names of of God in the Old Testament Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Shalom Jehovah Rapha they the list goes on and on and on and on and I say this all the time God didn't give us a whole bunch of names because he's confused about who he is He gave us a whole bunch of names because he's so big and large and vast that we can't understand him apart from having a lot of different names for him. That's good. What am I doing? Number eight, Women In and Through Christ, Sue DeNova and Mandy Lindsay are going to be leading this group. So that's going to be fantastic. Uh, Ladies group, Thursdays, 10 a.m. at Sue's house. Uh... Sign up so you can get the address. And number nine, playground group. So this is for families with little children. We're gonna read and study the word, talk about godly parenting, and then let our kids run and play on the playgrounds in all these different locations. So sign up for that. Different locations, different weeks. We're gonna communicate through email and text. So it's vital that you sign up so that we can communicate with you where each group is gonna be, amen? Uh, We're gonna pray and dismiss the kids to church. Children's Church, Father, stretch your hands out towards a child right now. Father, every child, Lord, God, we just pray your blessing over them. Help them to hear and learn what the teachers say today. God, anoint the teachers to teach. God, blessings flow in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Check out these video announcements. amen. Well, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Chris was the founding pastor here at Redeeming Love, and uh, we just love, love, love him and love to have him with us. Uh, Chris is Linda's brother, so we all heard Linda's testimony last week, and uh, Chris is here to just pile more wood on the fire this week. So come on, welcome him with me. Chris, come.
3: So good to be here. Okay. Wow. I, I'm just um good. Something's going on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Understatement? Yeah. I'm good at understatements. You go right ahead. All right. Okay. Thank you. I gotta breathe for a minute. (laughs) I just have to breathe. Mm. So much power here this morning. Power here this morning, it's just absolutely amazing. Sorry. I'm going to take my time because I can. <laughs> How are you? My boys are back there, Malchisa Dex. This is there's. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. That's power back there. That role, the enemy cannot penetrate. I was walking back there this morning just praying, and the Lord showed me I cannot get through. The enemy cannot get through those men so wherever your back is, Amen. remember, you're surrounding people, and the enemy cannot get through. Amen. Amen. These people love the Lord, and they're just absolutely amazing what they do. It's been a long, long time. I am just absolutely honored to be a, a lifetime member. And um, boy, talk about going to hell and back. These men are willing to pay a price that many people are not willing to pay. Thank you, thank you
2: um,
3: there's so much going on i I just uh there's um, there's a message here too There's <laughs> a message here, but i'm just like I, I just don't want to rush into something because God wants to do something he's already i mean what I kept saying to myself what what I, what am I bringing to this?" <laughs> I mean, this is already the Spirit of God has been here and is here and has filled this place. And you know what? There was nothing here until you guys came. You brought it. You brought it. There's an anticipation. Without anticipation, the Holy Spirit's hands are tied many times. Because if we don't believe that God wants to do something extraordinary... He just will like, okay, you know, but when there's an anticipation and an expectation of what God can do. So it's church, it's Sunday morning. We do this all the time, right? You come every week, most of us. Not like today. Oh, but something else is going on. Something else is going on, you know? there's, There's change this morning already in the hearts and lives of people that have showed up here this morning. I don't know what God is doing here this morning, but it's something absolutely significant and special. And I I can't help but to think, uh, I don't know. You know, I drive by a certain church all the time. Pastor Matt, don't yell at me. But there's a, there's, a, I don't know. I just pray all the time for this place. It's a wonderful building. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. I just, uh, yeah, we need to grow a little bit. And I'm not the kind of guy, because I've been here for a long time, and I've heard many, many, many pastors come through and say, oh, you're going to outgrow, you're going to outgrow, you're going to outgrow. And then it shrinks down, you know? God is calling people. He's calling people. And when you're trying to build the church, it's not about how many people come in. It's about how many people you send out. Because that's the difference between building the church and building the kingdom.
4: Right?
3: Right? Building the church, let's get as many people as we can here. Let's do whatever it takes to get them to come in. Let's play this and do that and have this one and that one but building the kingdom is taking the people that God has already made a deposit in here and saying, are you ready to go out? Have we equipped you properly? Are you ready to go out and build the kingdom of God wherever you are? So that is just awesome. And I'm just so, so thankful this morning to just be here because, uh, It's a very special and significant place and and very, very dear to my heart. Um, Sometimes I do operate in a prophetic type of thing and sometimes I will do it outwardly and sometimes I will just ask the Lord to bury it in the message. Just take, Lord, whatever gifts you have in me and whatever you have, I don't want to miss anything. I know you won't miss anything and let it come through the message. Let it speak to the hearts that need to be spoken to.
4: Um,
3: I'm preaching on John chapter four this morning and um, we're on a series I guess right on evangelism and sharing the Lord. And evangelism is pretty much what I do and who I am. Um, And I've spent many, many, many times teaching and speaking on this subject. Uh, one of the best times I think I've ever had, we had a, an Episcopal pastor coming to our church on Saturday nights, wonderful, wonderful man. He was pastor of a church in Waterville League. And he heard me speak on evangelism a few times and he said, I would like you to come to my church and uh, I do a series. I want you to do a five-part, five-week series on evangelism. And I said okay, and he says, uh, I said, can I say whatever I want? He said, full reign, go for it. Nice. And it was awesome opportunity. And the people were so hungry, so hungry. And what they do is they have you speak for a half an hour, 35 minutes, and then all of a sudden, when the service is over, you go in the back room for coffee. But everybody in the congregation goes back too, and then they sit around and just ask you all the questions they wanted to ask you in your message. It's absolutely phenomenal time. We just. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, we became very close. John chapter four is a story of the woman at the well, and I'm sure you've heard that story of the woman at Samaria many, many, many times. I'm sure you would heard it many, many times. But I think I have a little bit of a different twist. I'm gonna give you a little bit of background. And the way I'm gonna do this is I'm going to break it up into segments, but I'm also gonna show you how Jesus was so magnificent at sharing the lord with people he was so magnificent this is uh uh, one of two interviews that are in the book of john the first interview being nicodemus and the second interview being the woman at samaria at the well and uh, the the dichotomy between the two and the contrast is is quite significant because you know he was a man she was a woman he was spiritual she was not You know um it was so much of a contrast and and um jesus it says in verse one therefore when the lord knew that the pharisees heard that jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than john okay now jesus was becoming more and more popular by the way john the baptist was extremely popular extremely hundreds and i think probably thousands of followers that followed that man. He set the example. He really did pave the way. And and so Jesus was baptizing more than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were. He left Judea and went into Galilee. I think the pressure of the Pharisees was was growing and they were trying to nail him whenever they could on certain things and finding about more and more of his popularity uh, I think he felt like maybe this is not exactly the time that I need to expose who I am to everybody and if you, if you read the, the Gospels you'll understand that Jesus had a timing for everything he had a timing for uh, um, exposing himself and who he was and he was very careful as to when he did it and when he did not do it yep. he did many healings and he said Go, don't tell anybody What? Don't tell anybody? I mean, I was a cripple all my life. Uh, He's had, you know, other healings and instances where he said, just go show yourself to the priest. Uh, And then other times when he was ready to uh, expose himself fully. And this is one of those times when he didn't hold back. But it was absolutely phenomenal because he he said he went from Judea to Galilee. Now that's between Samaria is in between. Samaria is a town that was part of the Northern Kingdom. And there was a Northern Kingdom and a Southern Kingdom. The Northern Kingdom was taken over. You can read about this in 2 Kings. It was taken over and the Northern Kingdom was uh, assaulted by the Assyrians. And the Assyrians came in and took over. And what they did was they come in and occupy. And the Assyrians are probably the worst uh, group of people on the face of the earth back then. I mean, they were just ruthless. When the towns heard that the Assyrians were coming, they would many times take their own lives because they didn't want to suffer the atrocities that the Assyrians would bring upon them. That's how bad it was. The Assyrians uh, would just basically come to a town, take the men and bury them in the ground up to their head and just run all over them with their horses. I mean, they did just, they were creative in their cruelty. Okay, just ridiculous. So people were just terrified of them. But the Assyrians took over Samaria and uh, which was the, was the capital of the northern kingdom. <clears throat> and um, they took over Samaria and they um, occupied the land with other foreign people so that they keep the, the order in Samaria. So they brought in other people to mix with the Jews that were already there. Well, the Jews that were already there began to intermarry with these other groups of people. They could have been Greeks. They could have been Assyrians. They could have been, uh, you know, whatever, you know, different groups of people. And so the Jews always looked at the Samarians like they were the scum of the world, the scum of the earth. They had no respect for them. They thought that they were sellouts. They thought that they had compromised who they were as Jews, and they intermarried with all these people. So Samaria is a place that Jews would avoid. They didn't want to go to Samaria. They always wanted to go around Samaria. Uh, So if you're going to Judah down here and ending going into uh, Samaria, um, I'm sorry, into a Galilee, you have to go straight away is the shortest way, straight away. It's about 60 miles. If you go around, it's probably another 15 miles or so, but it's really the long way, but it's what most Jews did. Jesus broke barriers. Jesus didn't care. He went where he wanted to go, where he felt (laughs) compelled to go okay that's what I love about him that's what made people so upset that's why uh, the the religious leaders of the day the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and that they were all upset at him because he broke barriers he was willing to break traditions and mindsets he said I must go compelled I must go well the must to me means there's something there that I need to do there's someone that needs to see the kingdom of God there's someone that needs the word of truth needs to hear needs to be healed and I'm going there now the disciples were like oh okay <laughs> so we're gonna go get some lunch okay then walking all morning Jesus is tired they say I we can figure it out as close as we can it's about 12 o'clock in the afternoon that he he shows up now most women who got water back in those days for their households came in the morning and they came in the evening. The cooler day in the morning, the cooler day in the evening because you're carrying these either backpacks of, of uh, you know, ceramic bottles or something on your head or whatever. They're carrying this weight and they wanted to do it when it was the coolest part of the day. Uh, the woman at Samaria was there around 12 in the afternoon. You could surmise maybe that she was a, a, an outcast in her own town and didn't want to hang at the well with the other women and get ridiculed and be made fun of or be, uh, you know, intimidated. So she ends up going to draw water in that time. Although Jesus himself, so he left Judea and he went against into Galilee. And then he had to pass through Samaria. Most Jews would not. So he came to the city of Samaria. He called called Sikchar near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting there by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Again, brings us to around that noontime. The woman, so he came to the city, I'm sorry, and so there came a woman in verse 7 of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. Now, when you ask somebody for something, you're actually in their debt because you're taking your time to say now first of all he's breaking two major traditions here one rabbis which he was called many times rabbis didn't speak to women alone no. ever you would never see a rabbi back then speaking to a woman alone prejudice number one prejudice number two he was speaking in Samaria and Jews did not go to Samaria they, they avoided it so he's already in trouble twice Uh, he doesn't care so the woman comes she she says to him give me a drink he says to her give me a drink his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food they wanted out of there therefore the Samaritan woman said to him how is it that you being a Jew ask me for a drink since I am a Samaritan woman for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans or the Jews look at us as the scum of the earth basically is a is a good translation Think about when you talk to people, and you try to deal with them, and you try to talk to them about sharing the Lord. When I'm talking about the kingdom of God and bringing it outside these doors, this is what we're talking about. How do you conduct yourself? How do you think? What do you think about? Is it ever in your mindset, ever in your mindset that wherever you go, there's somebody that needs the Lord? Right. Somebody needs the Lord wherever you are, wherever you go. And God can give you an opportunity if you will but pray and ask him for it and he can do all the setup. Right. It's, it's awesome. And then all you need to do is be not willing. able,
2: willing,
3: willing, available. Yeah. We're so busy we're so busy are you available well wait a minute I have an agenda today I have to go to the gym oh okay didn't look like you've been to the gym I have to uh, I gotta eat breakfast and I have a certain time I do that every day and that shows so look what is on your agenda what is the most important thing that you can do that gets in the way of saying Lord Jesus who would you like to send me to today who is it at work who is it at work? I've always said this. It's easy to be, in a, uh, it's easy to be an evangelist in, in a, a foreign country. But when I say to people, when was the last time you talked to your brother or sister? Well, oh, it's been a long time. But, you know, you love the Lord. You're worshiping Him. You're praising Him. You're getting fed. You're getting, uh, being led. You're, you got a great testimony, but you can't speak to someone in your own family. When was the last time you talked to your neighbor? We don't talk. <laughs> Uh oh, what's that? What kind of testimony is that? Uh, when was the last time you took your coworker out to lunch? Well, we don't get along that great. See, now the dirt starts coming out. Okay, the dirt starts coming out. Wait a minute, are we really serious about this? Come on, are we? Are we serious? Do we really believe? Because I know that if you really do believe that this is the inerrant inerrant word of God, if this is the manuscript, if this is the manual for life for you and for me, and then we should be reading it and doing what it says. And if we don't, we have to seriously consider where we're at in our spiritual life. Are we here to play games? Are we here to fool around a little bit? Are we here to look good? Do you look good Monday morning when you go to work as you do here on Sunday? No, uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to say these things. No, I'm really sorry. I, I have to back up. Let me rephrase it. Do you look as good on Monday morning as you do here on Sunday afternoon? <laughs> really, come on. I mean, we can, we can talk, right? On, can we talk? Yeah. yeah. All right? Don't be mad at me. Don't break my car. We can talk. we got a good relationship, most of us do. And uh, <laughs> God is so good. So here it is. He comes, and for the disciples are going away into the land. So therefore, she says to him, uh, how is it that you being a Jew? She knew he was a Jew because of his language. That's how she, how can you tell a Jew from a Samaritan? Well, it's, it's the higher language that he was speaking, okay? And she knew. And the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, Now, if you only knew. This is the question, and it's wonderful. It's in different translations. But his answer to her after she says this, If you only knew. Awesome. Just starts to stir things up in her. If you had any clue the gift of God and who it is that says to you, and who I am that is asking you for a drink, you would give me a drink, and you, have, you would have asked, and he would have given you the living water.
4: Amen.
3: Now, the living water. I mean, what is living? Jesus is living water. Yep. When we come to church and we experience an anointing and the presence of God as we have here this morning, it's living. Right. It's a living presence it's a living presence that's begged to be taken from here and to be brought somewhere else right. yeah. it begs to be spread it begs to be uh, not contained but to be opened up right. it begs for you to say okay I'm taking it from here and I'm bringing it over there Amen. that's what we do as a motorcycle club we take it from here and we bring it over there that's right. and sometimes it's awesome sometimes it's difficult sometimes it's tough But we're committed. We're committed. Um, So he says to her, okay. Um, She says to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where where would you get that living water? So she's in the flesh. She's not really getting it. Whatever he's saying is going right over her head. It's okay. Does he get nervous, upset? Does he say, oh, God, I can't believe this woman is not getting this. He doesn't. You can't react that way. You can't react when you're talking to people that way. You have to be gentle. You have to be loving, merciful, but truthful. Yeah. You are, are you greater than our father Jacob? You're not greater, are you, who gave us this well, who drank from it himself with his sons and his cattle? All of a sudden, she's got a little theology. Ooh. Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. John 6, 35 says, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. Hallelujah. Good news. Hallelujah. Do, that's the good news. Hallelujah. That's the message. That's the gospel. That's part of it right there. You will never hunger, and you will never thirst. Hallelujah. Who doesn't want to hear that? Right. Okay. <laughs> sir give me this water she says in verse 15 give me this water so that I will not thirst or come all this way to draw water now she's looking for look I don't want to be thirsty in my own flesh and wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to come back here every day to get water it's, she's looking for convenience a little bit of laziness going on over there but convenience it would be so convenient for me not to have to come here every day and draw water Jesus didn't come to bring her convenience. Right. Jesus didn't come into your life and my life to bring us convenience. Right. How many times have I said over the years to so many people, it's in the inconvenient that God moves. Mm it's in the it's when it costs you something it's when it takes something of your time to spend with people it's when it takes something out of your pocket to bless people it's inconvenient with your time when you have already a schedule but somebody says I really would like to do this or I need this or whatever and you have to say I got to go there and pray or I got to go do it this person's interest but it will be inconvenient so I love this, coming into this, this here. This is just beautiful. <clears throat> and, and so the woman said, sir, give me this water. I will not be thirsty, nor will I come here anymore to draw. Totally in the flesh, not getting what he's saying. So Jesus automatically at this point decides to shift the air, decides to shift what's going on in the conversation, okay? Now, I don't know about you, but if you don't pray while you're sharing the gospel if you don't pray under your tongue if you don't continually pray when you're talking to people you're losing out you're missing out on something great If I'm talking to somebody and I'm just mumbling under my breath it could be praying in tongues it could be just asking God give me what I need I don't feel I'm breaking through I don't feel the breakthrough give me something that I really need and I'm just praying you know and they say sometimes well your lips are moving yeah I know that's all right um i'm praying i'm praying okay and uh what are you praying about praying about you okay so we can get a breakthrough here but jesus shifts it and kicks into gear with the prophetic now this is what i'm trying to say we need the gifts of the spirit in order to be fully effective as people who are kingdom people who will go out and bring the kingdom from here outside those doors right. we need the gifts of the spirit according to chapter 12 of corinthians and the spirit the gift that jesus was operating here was the gift of prophecy he he or knowledge i'm sorry the gift of knowledge and he just knew okay i got to switch this conversation pretty quick here so what does he say he says to her go call your husband here <laughs> my husband The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Call your husband. I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you have correctly said. Now, why did he say call your husband if he already knew she didn't have a husband? He wanted to get her mind off of whatever she was thinking and make a radical shift in the spirit, and he used the gift of knowledge to be able to do that. And he said, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, of course, you've said correctly. I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you have now is, is not your husband, and uh, this you have said truly. The woman said to me, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Now we're getting somewhere. This is where he wants to go. He's got her attention. Now she's thinking on a spiritual realm, not a fleshly realm. Yeah. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now, our fathers worshiped on this mountain. All of a sudden, she gets spiritual. People start switching the subject. All of a sudden, she starts pulling out things that she believed or thought she believed in or whatever. And uh, she wants to get off this subject. of it. She doesn't want to hear any more about what she has and doesn't have as far as husbands. Let's switch this. Let's get off this track. And The woman says, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And the people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus, again... And you will find that people will get you off topic. They'll get you off topic, and they'll want to talk about all of a sudden when you're sharing the Lord with somebody, they seem to be open, they seem to be interested, but all of a sudden, they start bringing up things about their life. Well, I was a Protestant, or I was a Catholic, uh, or I am a Protestant, I am a Catholic, I am this, I am that. But you don't believe any of that. You really don't believe it. But because I'm introducing something to you that's new, you will defend what you don't even believe. You'll defend it because it's all you have left. This is all she had left. She had nothing left. There was nothing to draw from. And he shifts it again in verse 21. And he says, Jesus says to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the Father. It's not location. He's saying now, you're talking about Mount Gerizim. You're talking about, uh, uh, you know, uh, other places to worship. It's not about location. Jesus is saying right now, it's about attitude. Worship is attitude. You go out in your car, worship. You go home, you're on your job, worship. Okay? Worship wherever you are. It's an attitude. It's not a location. He shifts her around again. An hour's coming. Neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will will you worship the father. You will worship him not not you worship not who you know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. And I believe he's speaking of the lineage his own lineage right here uh, bringing in salvation from him through the Jews but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth Amen. what does that mean he's saying to her not only do you need to worship me in spirit understanding what that spirit is and he was telling her he is a spirit okay and for such people the father seeks to be his worshipers, spirit and truth here's where we get our truth The Holy Spirit is what breathes on us to give us what we need. Comfort, conviction. It's funny. A lot of people treat the Holy Spirit, um, they use him like however they want to. You know, well, I believe the Holy Spirit is is the comforter. He was sent by Jesus to be the comforter. I believe the Holy Spirit brings us into all truth. He convicts us of sin. He convicts us of sin. He is the great comforter, but he's also all-powerful. He's powerful. He brings an anointing. And he's a gentleman. He never forces himself on anybody. The beauty of what we experienced this morning and worshiped here today, uh, it was just awesome. So God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming and who is called Christ. Uh, When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. And Jesus said to her, okay? The great exposure, okay? I who speak to you am he. Wow. Wow. Come on. I who speak to you am he. So I'm going to move real quick here because I want to move on. We only have a few minutes. She is so enthralled by what's going on. Here's a guy who spoke to her. Here's a guy who revealed her life to her, tore her apart and built her up in like 10 minutes. And now she's running. She's got a message. Wait till I go tell the people. Wait till I go tell my town. I mean, this is what God wants to do. He's looking for runners. He's looking for people who will take a hold of the message and spread it. But if you don't have and experience the good news yourself, you can't spread it. If you don't experience the love of God and the mercy of God, like we did this morning, the love of God was so precious this morning. It just broke, broke, broke my heart. And I kept saying to myself, again, what am I bringing here? (laughs) What do I bring? And and God, what do you want to say? I mean, you've already said it. You've already been here. But we do believe in rightly dividing the word of truth. But uh, she goes and she goes and tells everybody. She goes and brings, and they all come. Mm-hmm. They all come, and they listen. And he stays there for three days. So look, wrapping this up, always remember that building the church, okay, is different than building the kingdom. That's okay. right. Okay? Yeah. It says in Colossians chapter 4, 5 and 6, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders. Wisdom toward outsiders. Making the most of the opportunities that you get Let your speech always be seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Great verse, Colossians 4, 5, and 6, that you should pray every day. We should all pray every day. God, let my speech be seasoned. Let it be seasoned. Let it be loving. Let it be merciful. With salt, let me create a hunger. The salt creates hunger. It's a preservative, and it creates hunger as well. We're supposed to be the salt. Somebody, you know, some people go and they say, well, you know, i just got to let it all out. I'm going to give it all to them. Well, you don't have to always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you want to leave people hungry. That's it. That's it. Ooh, I had an opportunity. and saying, say, oh, no, 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 no. If you're led by the Spirit of God, you want to leave people hungry. That's what the salt of the earth is. We are the salt of the earth. We are to instill thirst. Mm-hmm. We are to instill thirst in God. Uh... Anybody instilling thirst? Come on. Mm. Come on, I am. Okay. The gospel is a mystery only to be explained by believers. Only to be understood by divine revelation. That's our commission. Only to be understood by divine revelation. You know what that means to me? The gospel is a mystery, we speak it, we preach it, we share it. Yeah. But only by God's divine revelation yeah. is it made known to those who we're speaking it to. On, so don't good. force people.
4: Right.
3: You right. can't force people to believe. Right. Don't be afraid to leave here, a little bit there, a little bit here. You can't force people to believe. That's
4: right. that's
3: and as we say, we're called to be fishers of men, not cleaners of fish and i'm just going to close with this this morning if you can say to yourself and anything you have heard here and you can say to yourself lord jesus i don't know if i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i don't know this this series on evangelism is a little scary because uh i'm a little bit out of my comfort zone when i start to really zero in and talk to people it's 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 not comfortable remember what i said the uncomfortable and the inconvenient is where God resides yeah, because he's always stretching us. He doesn't want you to be the same. He doesn't always want you. Uh, people say, I have a lot of insecurities. Well, then, well, then those insecurities rule you. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, they rule you because they're robbing you of doing things that God wants you to do. But because you have your little insecurity, you're not comfortable around people. I can't take crowds. Uh, you know, I don't know when they do this and that. I, I just have to sit home and like... You have a gift. God wants to use it. But you're letting things that you have grown up with, mindsets and strongholds, okay, rule you. Don't let them rule you. How do we do this? What do we do? How do we start? Where do we go from here? Romans chapter 12, and I love this. It's just wonderful. Passage. It says, therefore, I urge you, brethren, 12, chapter 12, verse 1. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. That's where we start. Where do we start? Here's where we start. Present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Living and holy. Did you? Well, I'm not holy. Okay, either am I. But I strive to be. I want to be. And we fall upon a God who has mercy for us. He understands where we've been. We can call upon him, and there's mercy at the seat. Mercy at the seat. Come on. It's acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. It's the most reasonable thing you can do this morning. The most reasonable, ground level. Present your body as a living sacrifice. And do not be conformed to this world, number two. Okay. Don't let the, you know, as they say, don't let the stink of the world get on you. Okay? Just don't let it penetrate your clothing. Don't let it penetrate your mind. Get in and get out. Yep. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is. Be transformed. Transformation is what God is looking for. He's, looking for, he's not just looking for change. He's not just looking for you to change your attitude a little bit. Transformation is a polywog to a frog. That's transformation. When you see the frog, it doesn't look anything like that polywag did. It's totally transformed. That's what God is looking for. That's what he wants to do in us. He wants to transform us. But in that, he wants to bring that good news, that mercy, that love, that forgiveness, that we don't have to carry this stuff around with us, and he wants to bring it to a sick and dying world. So, so honored and... and um, humbled to be here today i I don't want to take more time uh matt please come i know you want to do communion and i I just want to pray i just want to pray father let's just let's just get alone with god for a moment lord jesus you are so awesome i mean you come sovereignly and just visit us it's just amazing and father i know that you inhabit the praises of your people wherever your name is lifted up and wherever you are worshipped, you come and hang around. You have an ear toward us because you want to hear all the good things that we say and believe about you. We're so honored and humbled to be part of the kingdom of God. And and if you're not, and if you feel like you're on the outs and you're not sure you are, gee, this is a great opportunity for you to say, you know what? I need to do more than just start. I need to start right from the beginning. I need to get my heart right with God. I really need. Is there anyone here this morning that would say, hey, you know, nobody will ever embarrass you. Will never embarrass you. Never, ever, ever. This is the most important thing that you can do right now between you and the Lord. It's you and Him. It's not you and me. It's not you and the church. It's not you and the stage. It's not you and anything. It's you and God. Anyone here who wants to just say, you know what? I need to just surrender this morning Father I know that there's several people in this room that I would love to minister to but I will wait on you for that but God you are changing people and want to change people here and I think you have done so already so we bless you and thank you for this opportunity give us a hunger give us a hunger and a desire to reach the lost without that hunger and desire we can't manufacture it we need it from you but we don't get it unless we ask. So we ask you to bless each person here today, and let's hear some great testimonies of sharing their faith, Lord. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Is you that for us? me?
2: Yeah. Oh. You
3: want some? No.
4: <laughs> it's for you.
3: I'm taking it. It's been for you the whole time. Oh, well, you people are too good to me.
2: <laughs> Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Let's thank the Lord. So good. So good. So good. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We're here. We're going to take communion. Um, you got this little cup when you came in. If you're a first time guest or if you're not here regularly, you push down on the little tab and it breaks that little film loose. Sometimes that's hard to grab. Then you can pull the film off, get the, get the little bread, and then we'll do the wine. Let's just take a moment and as, as you're doing that, let's just take a moment and just think on Jesus. We're going to read some scripture here talking about communion, but let's just position ourselves. Because what we're about to do is very holy. What we're about to do is very special. What we are about to do, catch this, what we're about to do has been done by every single Christian since Jesus. Mm -hmm. Throughout history, 100, 200, 300, year 400, 500, 600, all the way down through the ages, every Christian has done this. And so we enter into this holy meal together with all of those who have gone before. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me in the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the lord but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many have died prematurely. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Jesus sat at this table with his, last, with his uh, disciples at the Last Supper, and he took the bread And he said, this is my body. Every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of what I did. Do this in remembrance of the sacrifice that was laid down. Do this in remembrance of the great change that takes place because of the cross. And so Jesus, we remember you this morning. We remember your sacrifice We remember the cross. We remember that everything's different today because of what you've done. We remember that we stand in a place of victory and authority because of what you've done. God, we remember the cross today in Jesus' name. Let's take it together. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me we know from scripture that the blood is for the forgiveness of sins and so it forgives we examine ourselves today we just come clean and we just it, we call it out and we just tell the lord god i missed it here God, I missed it there and I'm sorry. Gotta repent. I'm sorry for what I've done and I want to do better. Gotta repent of what I've done. Help me to live for you all of the rest of the days of my life. We repent. The forgiveness of sins is complete because of the blood of the cross. Healing was provided for through the cross. Every sickness healed because of the blood oppression was broken because of the cross every oppressing spirit broken and gone because of the blood of Jesus and so today Lord we thank you for forgiveness of sins we thank you for healing in our bodies and we thank you for the removal of oppression from our lives We give you glory and honor and praise as we take this cup of the new covenant, your new promise to us, in Jesus' name. We take it together. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. The slate is wiped clean. The slate is wiped clean. There is no more condemnation through the law we are free to move and be with him And so forget about the past forget about what lies behind forget about those things that have held you back in the past and let's step out this week and live our best life with christ it starts today it starts today it starts today doesn't matter what happened yesterday last week, last month, last year. Your history's behind you. He is the God who is and who was and who is to come. But he's present first. And so let's be present first. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Whew! Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, We're going to receive the offering at this time. There are multiple ways to give here at Redeeming Love. There's a slide up on the on the screen, there's a uh, little information in your seat back to tell you the different ways to give. Uh, if you're giving online, uh, there's you can give online. Just go to the redeeminglovechurch.org. You can give there. Um, you guys are a wonderful giving church. We have no need to exalt or to encourage you guys to give. Uh, I just want to say that God loves a cheerful giver god loves a cheerful giver don't ever give begrudgingly or under compulsion the word tells us and so we don't want to beat anybody over the head and say give 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 you guys give great Uh, we are able to do so much for the kingdom so much for our community we are able to help so many different ministries all through the giving which you guys do Uh, we are so blessed here at redeeming love to be such a blessing to the community and that's all because of you and God just keeps pouring it back into the house and pouring it back into the house. And we keep giving it away and giving it away. And uh, our, our um, missions that we were just looking at the numbers, our missions are up double over what they were last year. That's the money that we give away to a different world. So come on, that's awesome. Our missions are up over double of what they were last year. And God just keeps pouring it back in. It's fantastic. It's like we can't give it away fast enough. So amen. Amen. Um, Let's pray. Father, we thank you for every giver here. Uh, We just pray that you would bless every giver here, Lord, today in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for their hearts to give. We thank you for multiplying this offering. And God, we just pray that your kingdom come, your will be done through the giving here today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we have one uh, final order of business. Uh, We are going to call up Bruce and Bonnie Lester, and uh, we are, as Chris said, we are sending them out today. So guys, come on up. Uh, We want to pray over and release them. Bruce and Bonnie have been here at the church longer than I have. Uh, I got saved here in 92, and they were here then? 35 35 years February. They've been here longer than, than I have. Bonnie I think still holds the record. You the, the children's church directors can correct me if I'm long. She's the longest tenured children's church director that we ever had. I believe she taught for twenty-five years. Thirty two. Thirty-two. I keep getting it wrong. Thirty-two years teaching in children's church. This is amazing and so uh different stage of life for these guys and so they're looking to move to a church that's closer to them Uh, they live way down near Rensselaer, and so they're going to be going to a church down there we love sending people out they have been a blessing here and they're going to be a blessing at their next church so just stretch your hands out with me and let's just pray a blessing over them father we thank you for for bonnie and bruce and lord we just pray uh that you would uh cause them to be a blessing where they go Father, uh, this church that you're sending them to, God, let them be a light and let them minister there the same way that they've ministered here for so many years, pouring into so many lives. God, we thank you for them. And we just pray your blessing, your blessing to flow over them as they go. God, we pray increase, increase, increase in Jesus' name. We release them with favor. We release them with favor. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that as they go, you would open up doors of opportunity for them, Lord. That they would uh, they would fit right in like a hand in a glove, Lord. Bless them, we pray, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So come on and just uh, as can I
1: just say that
2: Pastor
1: Chris, Pastor Chris was here when we first came.
2: Amen. He was pastor. Amen. Give, uh, give them some love as you guys go today. Uh, we want, we're gonna release, we have our prayer and healing teams up front underneath the screens on the left and the right. Couple of words of knowledges that came forward today. Uh, pain in the right side, near the right breast. And so if that's you, make your way up to one of these prayer teams, we'd love to pray with you and pray for you. Um, also, second word of knowledge was recalibrating of hearts, both physical and spiritual. So if you have a physical heart issue, Uh, be sure to see the prayer team underneath the screen this morning. Or if you have a spiritual heart issue, be sure to see the team underneath the screens. We would love to pray for people. We've seen uh, 45 recorded healings here since 2019. So God's just doing amazing things. So come up, avail yourself of these prayers and uh, avail yourself of the Holy Spirit that's here this morning. Amen. Thank you guys for coming today. Great to see you. And uh, we will see you guys again next week. Amen. Be released.